This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout DC to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at american.edu slash gradschool. Have you ever been to a volcano? When it was erupting? You're now listening to Super they're a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. It's pretty. It's so pretty. We just won a fucking wall. That's what you said, bro. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about Super Hoopers. That's terrible. Welcome to Super Hoopers. I am your host, Matt Hill. With me, as always, is my brother in basketball. John Hill. John, hello. Congratulations, number one pick for the for your Philadelphia 76ers. Hootie hoo! I don't uh, think I've this is so good. It, I feel so great. What's you you're just you're just feeling you're just yeah, you're on I, I'm you're, I'm on cloud nine. This is this has I'm been watching you're floating. You're I am, I'm, I am we're on Skype right now and I'm seeing you just this floating is, around your apartment. You're like a little hummingbird. I feel like so good. Do you know? Half Thai, half white hummingbird. I, I, I feel so good. I feel all white. I feel. I, this is probably whoa, what white whoa, people whoa, feel whoa, like whoa, every whoa, day. Whoa. They probably walk around just feeling all this time. great. They probably feel this great. No, we, we don't even think about it. Don't don't even, oh, that's that's, that's beauty. That's that's the bliss yeah. of it. Yeah, that's probably what it that's, feels. Yeah. but I mean, I don't want to get too into race, but that's that's the truth. It's like white people never think about race. That's I know. why, because yeah. it's like it's not it's not an issue for them. That's yeah. that's well, what I white mean, privilege. I mean, I think they think about it, but but in a different way. In a different it's way. It's not like it's not ever present on their mind. Okay, we're getting far afield. <laughs> just, just to let everyone know what's going on, this is an NBA podcast, a not so serious discussion of the NBA. We are part of the B-Ball Breakdown Network. Uh, you can get at me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at tweet of Matt Hill. John, you are at jhillnamin34, correct? Yep, and we're at Super Hoopers. Hit and that guy at, up, too. No one, no, one, yeah, yeah. no one follows that. Follow that guy. We'll tweet more. Uh, yeah, we'll tweet. Uh, we'll check it occasionally. I usually check. I, I'm usually using my personal Twitter account. But uh, we are recording this May 19th, Thursday, May 19th. The Cavaliers are in the midst of a second destruction of the Raptors as we speak. That's why we're recording this and not watching uh, that game. I think, you know, I, I, if I had to put money on it, and I guess I could because of internet gambling, uh, <laughs> I would I would put money on the Cavs to win it all, John. I just think— Wait, to beat, to beat Toronto? Is that— you're putting money oh, to be yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, okay. I don't know if they're taking bets on that. I don't. I don't. Oh I, my god! I, I, I don't know if you're watching right now. There is a shot of all the fans outside, and it looks so sad. 
Oh, um, it, it looked it, it looked like the the parking lot of like a three eleven concert. <laughs> it's just like everyone's washed, everyone's sad, and it's like, oh, why did we go to a three eleven concert in two thousand sixteen? It looks, oh, it's really good. Sorry, like, Toronto. You're like really burning the Toronto fans, like. They don't look like 311 fans. They don't have, like, bleached hair and, and wife beaters, I the, would assume. I assume they're all well-dressed, like, multi-ethnic crowd. I'm not saying all the fans. I'm saying the shot of the fans left after a 30-point blowout, still outside the arena watching on a TV, not looking good, guys. Hey, look, I've been do there, you, all right? I've been there, all right? Do you, do, do you think they win a game? No. 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 Oh. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No, I mean, I, I think that. I, I think th- I. Th- I think the Cavs are going to win the whole title, though. Like I think, uh, like I just think, you know, me, I'm big on like karma and like narrative, I guess, and it just seems like the Warriors. There's a lot of hubris there, you know. Joe Lakeup, what he said in the in the paper about them being smarter than everyone, and the Warriors are really feeling themselves. I just feel like. They're ripe for a takedown, and the Cavs. I just also I just watched the thirty for thirty about Cleveland and how they've never won anything. So I feel sorry for Cleveland. So I, I think I think it might be their time. I, I I thought before that Cleveland definitely has a good shot. I thought I agree with you. The Cavs kind of. I mean the uh, Warriors aren't as likable all of a sudden for all yeah, all the. I feel like I feel like they got a little a cocky. They got Draymond got cocky, Steph got cocky, everyone got cocky. OKC became the people's champ, right? Aren't no. I speak, feel speak for I, I feel for like yourself. OKC is the team that everyone doubted who said they should blow it up. Kevin Durant's going to leave. He's going to go to the Lakers. He's going to go to Boston. He's going to go to all these Look, man. No, no look, nobody, I, I'll nobody say this. Said, I was rooting. Nobody said Kevin Durant was going to Boston except for people from Boston. Nobody outside of Boston ever said Kevin okay, Durant was going to Boston. Okay, or let's say Washington. Everyone thought. Everyone thought he was going to leave. And now it feels like the, him and Russ are just killing it. You know, Steven Adams is playing like crazy. You got uh, Cantor all of a sudden is a good player. Like, there's a lot of energy there. And especially winning that first game. But then the last game happened, and <laughs> Steph Curry reminded everyone why they only lost 12 games this year. He is oh, yeah. so, so good. And during that third quarter where he scored, what, 16 points in like a minute, like two yeah, minutes? 15, 15, 15 points in two minutes. 15 points in two minutes. And it was like, oh, man, if the Cavs run into that team... I don't think they can beat that team. Could they beat you never know. Could they beat you the never first know. first game? Yes. Cavs have a shot. They're playing the best yeah. basketball they've played. I'll never count LeBron out. I've been saying it since last year. We, you know. But man, when when Golden State's on, they're by far the best. Yeah, I just think karmically something might happen. I think I think, I think they get past OKC, but I think an injury or something like that. And the Cavs have been playing well. The Cavs have never looked better. Um, but let's talk about the lottery because that's all we care about. You're a Sixers fan. I'm technically a Lakers fan. Um, so it was a good night for us. One, two. The first thing I want to touch on is uh, conspiracies because I think. All right, let's do you it. Know, there's a there's a valid case to be made that the Sixer that the fix was in for the Sixers. Uh, you know, you each year you can sort of make a case for you know why the why the lottery was rigged. 
I think this year you could really make that case because the Sixers seem to be like in very like it like it seems Silver owes them maybe. It seems like Silver forced Colangelo maybe on the Sixers, so he owes them one. Um, also, we had the Dikembe Mutombo tweet where Dikembe said that the Sixers got the number one pick earlier in the day, way before it happened, and then he said, oh, I was just looking at the odds and I got confused. Or or, there, or what happened with that, John? What's the official story with that? Uh, the official story is what you said. He kind of apologized and said, I, got, I jumped the gun. The common sense thing that most people are, are believing is, one, he doesn't he doesn't control his Twitter. Like, look at the way he, those things are written. He doesn't know. He's Dikembe Mutombo, all right? He's not writing right. like that. He's not finding a picture of him and Iverson with their jerseys and stuff. He's got a social media person. What they do, and this part I did hear, is that, you know, the Sixers asked his social media, if we win, can you tweet out this thing for us? But the social but media person it, just did it way before. Okay, but like, isn't that pathetic? Like having, like you're like begging people to tweet about it. You got the number. If you get the number one pick, everyone's gonna be tweeting about it. You don't need to like go around begging every former Sixer to tweet about it, right? Like, no, I don't think it's, it's just begging. That, I just think it's like, I mean, these social that, or or the other thing is the person that runs his social media works with one of the Sixers people. I mean, a lot of these people, you know, work for agencies that work for a lot of people. Either way, so like, what do you th- it, what do you, it what wasn't do you th- Matumbo tweeting that thing out. There's no way that he, but, uh, he he's never talked like that, and he doesn't use Twitter like that. Like, come so, on. I guess, so you think that's a more likely story than Matumbo hears through the grapevine that the fix is in for the Sixers, that Silver's going to do the Sixers' ownership a solid for getting rid of Hinky, and he's going to give them the number one pick. Yes. that is. I, this is the right. dumbest thing ever. Like, I, right. I hate... I hate when people do these conspiracy things because what, 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 like, but some of them are why, real, John. And why, the, and why would you give it to the Sixers? Why would you reward them for the embarrassment that they've put on the floor for three years? They've done no, no, nothing that, to deserve that's, this. That's exactly why you reward them because. For so th- then all this stuff came out where like Silver was really pissed about everything Hinky was doing because they were brazenly tanking. Silver was pissed about it. Silver had all these meetings with Hinky, be like, "Yo, dude, you can't f- do this." They tried to reform the lottery to stop the plan, and then finally Silver forces Hinky out. He says, "Look to the owners of the Sixers. Look, you got to get rid of Hinky. Please get rid of Hinky. I'll give you Colangelo. I'll give you Jerry Colangelo. You know, whatever. We'll do this." So the owners of the Sixers go, okay, fine, we'll do it. So, you know, that's why they get the pick, because they finally did what the league wanted to do. <laughs> that's so if stupid. If Hinky was still the GM, <laughs> that's of course, so stupid. Then, then there'd, be, there'd be no conspiracy okay, theory. Okay, let's, let's just break it down. One, the, he resigned. He could have still been there, right? He was pushed no, out. No, 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 no. He was pushed out. But he could have. They he could have still been they there. They pushed Colangelo. They pushed Colangelo on the Sixers. Are you forgetting what happened? I mean, are you forgetting what happened to your own team? Yeah, but like, if the whole point is you just said they fired Hinky and they forced them out by bringing in Colangelo, like he could have still been there. So what? So this guy embarrasses you. He makes a mockery of the league. Silver hates him, and he's still there. And then then you give him the first round pick. No, no, because you know why? Been, Here's the other thing that you're missing. It, He's been neutered. It, Matt, giving us the first round pick proves our plan worked. 
if you don't want this to happen, you don't you give us the fourth pick and you they say they don't they, they, right? No, they don't, Why they would don't you reward about, us for ruining the league? No, it's horse trading, John. It's like it's 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 smoke filled rooms. It's horse trading. So stupid. It's silver going. It's silver going to Josh Harris and being like, "I'll get uh, you. Need to fire Hanky, or you need to okay. You need to take take Jerry Colangelo on. Jerry Colangelo will force Hanky out. And in in exchange for doing that, and you know, turning your back on this whole plan, we'll give you the number one pick. That's the conspiracy theory. That's stupid, because all they would have to have done was actually fire Hanky. At one who, who? at zero and thirty wins, the, not a single person would have been like, "Why'd they fire Sam Hinkie?" They would have been like, "Yeah, good riddance," and they would have brought in Jerry and then. St- but like, it doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it. And then at the happened. same I'm time, trying to explain that. Yeah, I'm well, trying to explain the conspiracy theory too. I think the conspiracy theory has has an internal logic to it. But no, you're, you're well, de- I'm just telling denying, you, it doesn't make any sense. Look, if you gave the Lakers the first round pick because you know they're the biggest market, and I would say like oh, maybe, but Lakers don't get the first round pick. And they didn't get right, it last right, year, whatever. and they didn't get it before. All okay, these stupid look. If you, si- look, if you, look. If you don't want to, if you don't want to engage in conspiracy theories, let's just move on. Because Simmons it's stupid. It's a horrible. It's a, it's horrible. It's a, it's a, there's no logic to it. You want to give the right. Knicks okay. the pick in '85? All right, all right. I might I might buy that. I I, I don't look, I, I don't believe cl- it. I think there's but, a clear I think but, there's but, a but, clear logic for it. But all right. Well, let's move on to Simmons and Ingram. All right. Who do you like better? What's, I, your, what's your scouting report on Simmons and Ingram? I am a hundred percent behind Simmons. I think Simmons is the truth. I think he's a a player we don't ever see ever. I mean, he's the basketball, you know, the unicorn, as they say. He's a six ten power forward who has is probably the best passer that we've seen for a long, long time. That isn't a point guard. I mean, he's basically a point guard. He's a point forward. Uh, he averaged 19 points, 12 rebounds, six assists, and like two steals. And it's like he's he's just so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I mean, Ingram's good too. In- Ingram's really good too. Don't get me wrong. Ingram is really really good. But I think what happened was the divide was Simmons. I mean, people have been watching him since he's 15. Like uh, everyone knew about Ben Simmons. And he was supposed to be this yeah. great star, and he didn't quite live up to that for many reasons. Uh, you can blame LSU. You can blame him for not going to the league or not going to China or whatever. And then, so you kind of need someone to, you need something to talk about. You need someone to argue. And then you have this Ingram guy who looks like Kevin Durant. So you go, hey, he's going to be the next Kevin Durant. I, you know. But the truth is, if you look at the numbers, if you look at everything, Simmons is just by far. A better player in my in my eyes well well you know me like i don't really analyze things based on basketball i do everything based on like personality character all these intangibles so I, I, i'm gonna give you my scouting report i want to hear your scouting because you get the you that, get the other guy lakers get the other guy so i'd love to hear we'll, this. we'll talk about that in a second okay. but uh so here here here's here's the issues with simmons okay so apparently he's good at basketball like i said i don't watch college basketball i have no idea but here are the red flags for me. Okay. There's a lot of whispers about his character going through the league. Oh, maybe he's not such a good guy. All right? So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Here's what I really don't like about him, though. 
He goes to LSU because his godfather is like an assistant coach there, all right? He signs with Clutch Sports, which is LeBron's uh, agency. Uh, and, you know, coincidentally, you know, before he signed there, his sister worked at Clutch Sports in some cushy job for like two years or something. Basically, they threw yeah. her a job yep. in, order to, in order to get Simmons. So what that tells me about Simmons' worldview is Simmons' worldview, the world to him works on uh, connections and you sort of and corruption. Like what you get in life is based on connections, not the amount you work. Okay, there's two worldviews. One, like some countries run on corruptions, other countries run on uh, uh, more of a meritocracy. Like you should be elevated for what you contribute. Mm-hmm. And to me, he has a worldview of corruption, uh, which, if you believe that that what you achieve is based on connections, that means you're not going to work hard. So that's that's what really concerns me. That's the red that's the red flags for Simmons for me. Counterpoint. Um, counterpoint. Maybe he just loves yeah. his family. Maybe he went and hooked up his godfather, yeah, but, no, and then no, he no, hooked no, up his sister. Issue. But but is that that's, maybe that's it? Maybe he hooked John, up his family. That's, no, but that's the issue, because you know you can love your family, but recognize what's best for you and your family is your success in the long run. And Ben Simmons' success in the long run, he would have been much better had he gone and played at a Kentucky or or you know a North Carolina, you know one of these, or even Duke. Perish, perish the thought. Um, but one of these like powerhouse college schools that would have got him more ready for the league, or even gone played overseas or something, that would have prepared him more than going to LSU and the, and the disaster that situation was. Um, you know that's that's what I'm saying here. Like it's like he values like family over you know, actually honing his craft. Uh, so that's, that's yeah, my red flag. Okay. With the, with, I, and look, with, I'm not, I'm not going to d- defend him and his attitude and stuff because there are concerns. But at the same time, you know, like if Moutier could have gone, you know, could have stayed in America, but he was like, I need money for my family. So I went to China. Ben Simmons yeah, was great. like, but Ben Simmons is like, hey, I want my sister to have a job. I want my godfather to have me there so that he can get maybe a promotion later. And uh, all of a sudden, that's a bad thing? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, but let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. Well, I want to hear your story. Uh, let me tell you a story, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, one, a friend of a friend of mine is a heir to, like, he's a he's an heir to a massive fortune, okay? Okay. Uh, S.C. Johnson Wax fortune, all right? And in high school and college, his dad made him work. His dad made him work, work through high school and work through college, put himself through college, right? And when I lived, when I studied abroad in Chile and I lived with my host family, I told my dad that story. And he was like, he's like, see, this is the difference. This is the difference between the Yankees and us. It's like the Yankees, you know, even the rich ones force them to work and like learn the value of like, you know, a hard day's work and working for what you have. In Chile, the upper class, it's all run by connections. It's all, you know, the rich kids there would never have to work in their life. Like they would never even think to send their kids uh, you know, to out 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 in the workforce at at age sixteen or something, and that's what I'm saying. That's the difference. Well, you know? I would also that, say that, and that's one way to look at it. And it's also though that, I mean, it's harder for him to go to LSU, right? I mean, he could have gone to Duke, he could have gone Kentucky, and he could have gone in the tournament, walked right into a great team, walked right into a team full of vets or you know seniors, and easily made it through the NCAA tournament and easily made it the first pick in the draft. Instead, he went to LSU and, uh, you know, had to struggle there. I mean, to your argument, it was harder. I mean, the fact that he is maybe not the first pick in some people's eyes only because he went to LSU. If he went to Duke, he's the first pick, right? 
Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's and I think he's. But I mean, so you just proved how, how much though. of a hard worker no, no, he no, took no, a I'm risk. Saying, <laughs> his no, his basketball development was was hindered. But let's talk about Ingram. Yeah. So here's, I again, I'm not familiar with Ingram's basketball playing ability. Nope. But, okay. So I watched the interview though, uh, his interview in the draft, and I did not like what I saw in that. Oh interview. really? I didn't see that interview. So, but go ahead. You oh you man, you missed the interview. Okay, so he's basically asleep in the interview. Like, oh I've heard. Oh that's what you were saying. He's as asleep as you could be and still be standing up, okay? <laughs> now, all right, some guys are introverts, and he's also 18, and a lot of guys at 18 are shy, you know, and, you know, whatever. He may not be the most social guy, but usually when you look at your superstars, your superstars are tend to be very articulate and kind of um, have, a, have a charisma to them. Yeah. Almost all of them. Like, you, you see them interviewed after the game, and, like, they're fantastic. Like, LeBron, uh, Kobe's like that. I mean, even Shaq. Even Shaq, Shaq? mumbles, he's still like that. Magic uh, Johnson. Jordan. Jordan. And, like, yeah. when you watch them speak, there's, there's, like a, there's an alpha male mentality. You can see how they will take control of the locker room, take control of any room they're in. Um, and so I'm not seeing that out of out of Ingram. That concerns me. I mean, there are stars who are not like that. Um, Derek Rose, although you know, obviously he's tailed off, but Derek Rose is very like shy and introverted. Yeah. And Kevin Durant, Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant, same thing. So I mean, I don't I don't think that's a huge red red flag. But what I'm concerned about is uh, I did not realize this man Brandon Ing- Ingram, who's 18, had so many tattoos. A lot of tattoos. Uh, now, look, I'm not anti-tattoo. Like, you want to get a tattoo? That's cool. Like, you know, if I could pull off a tattoo, I'd have, I'd have lots of tattoos, too. What I'm concerned <laughs> about is the kid's 18. Like, you have to be 18 to get a tattoo. So either he got a lot of those tattoos before he was 18, or, you know, in the time span since he turned 18, he's just been putting tattoo on after tattoo on. And, like, I don't care, like you know, who, who you are. You're not making a good tattoo decision at age 18. It's so, <laughs> like, like I think, I think at age 18, like, two or three tattoos, that's fine. Okay, yeah, you know, you're a kid. Get a tattoo, whatever. I mean, like, if I'm his parents, I'm probably saying, yo, wait, you know? But the fact he has so many either says that, you know, like, he was getting tattoos underage or he's just gotten a lot <laughs> in a year, which, me- which means he has no one in his life going, yo, Brandon, like... This maybe's not a good idea. Like, like again, like tattoo. I'm not anti-tattoo, but like it hurts your marketing to some extent when you have that many tattoos. Or maybe just like put a little more thought into the tattoo rather than getting like, you know, 25 tattoos in the span of six months. So hey, Matt, there's a, there's some some kids on your lawn. Uh, should you go yell dude, at them? Tell, tell them well, pull like, up I, their I'm pants. Gonna, I, I, I told the kids I'm recording a podcast, but I'm gonna come out here after the podcast. I'm gonna yell at you guys. All right. Look, I know I sound like I know I sound like an old man, but look, I'm t- I'm a scout, all right. I'm a, I'm a well, I'm not I'm I'm nobody. I'm a I'm a yeah. Yahoo recording a podcast in my closet, but like I'm just working with the information I got. And all I got <laughs> was, was all I have year. is two two minutes a two minute interview, and I noticed that he had a lot of tattoos. All right, I noticed that so, too. I, I will say, I mean, hey, look, get get all the tattoos you want. I don't really care. I mean, I'm an Iverson fan, so do what you want to do. I didn't no, no, know. I did. Look, I did think that though. I will say, I was like. Man, you're like 18. Like you got all the tattoos. Like save room for some new stuff. That's what I'm saying. That's, That's all. You're I'm right. Saying. You're right. You know, save I'm, room. You never know when you're like. Has he ever been to Cancun? Because you need no, a Cancun exactly. tattoo. You know, has like, he ever? Does he have a kid? Because he could have his like his baby tattooed on his arm. You know, there's a lot of future tattoos that you might want to get. You know, when you get older. But he's kind of he's he's using up a lot of space. 
No, I'm, that's that's all I'm saying. Look, okay, you're you're, tw- you're 25. You're drunk in Amsterdam. Well, you got Tattoo no space what? left. You got dude. no space left. You got no space left to commemorate that night. That's like, true. Wh- wow. What are you doing, Brandon? Yeah. Um. Wow. Like, that's that's like. I, I'm an Iverson. I'm an Iverson fan too. Like that guy. That guy did, just didn't show up in the league with a billion tattoos. That was a process. You there, know? That is true. That is true. Like, wow. Yeah, I didn't think of it like so, that. Or maybe so he's just like really focused, and he's like, "Look, I know what I want in my life. These are the tattoos I'm getting. I got them." Could, could like, may, maybe could he's been planning. Maybe, maybe he's, he's been, been planning since grade school. He's been drawing in his notebooks. Um, yeah, maybe so that's like his my, vision board. Maybe his tats yeah. were his vision board. Like it just has like look, number one pick. Go to the Lakers. You know, like okay. go to Duke. I'd have like, to get I have to get a closer look at the tattoos okay. to make All a right. full judgment. Maybe there'll be another YouTube say, video for you to scout. But I'm <laughs> I, I'm gonna make my based on what I know and what like, again very limited knowledge. I, I like Ingram. I think Ingram's gonna be better. Okay, I just don't like I don't like the work ethic out of Simmons. I think every superstar has a very strong work ethic, and I'm not. I don't think Simmons has it. So I'm going Ingram, man. I think okay. if I had another one pick, I'm taking Ingram. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, at the end of the day, I think they're both going to be really, really good. And I think it'll I be a case. I don't. I think Sim is going to be a bust. There's... I'm, I'm saying it here on the podcast. <laughs> you, also, yeah. you heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> With, based on almost no information. With I'm almost saying zero information. I'm putting all my credibility on the line, John. Very little credibility. To begin with, but now, well, now, okay, now you'll be whatever. in debt. Now you'll have to owe people. Now yeah, you'll have now to be I'll like. Owe. Now you'll have to now bet I'll, that the Cavs I'll beat I'll Toronto, <laughs> just to get uh, back, just to get back some credibility. Get back, yeah, get yeah. Back hey guys, hey guys, um, I'm predicting that the Cavs beat Toronto in this series, and they're like, all right, all right, yeah, you're getting back yeah, to normal. Yeah. You're getting back to normal. Mark, okay. mark my words. Mark, mark my words. <laughs> the Cavs will defeat to Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I think it'll be great. I'm very excited. I think uh, Simmons, Simmons Australian. I, I've never met an Australian I didn't like. I've always had a good time with those guys. Oh, uh, damn. They're John, so great. You, you, you got me. That's like the most obvious thing I totally missed. You're right. I've never met, a, I've never met an Australian I didn't like. I've, I've, I love Australians. And then Brett Brown coached his dad. Brett Brown lived in Australia. His wife's Australian. Like, what a great it it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. And but let's I, talk. But let's talk about this. Simmons apparently is going to try to force his way to L.A. Um, Meh. And you're you're t- you're. Uh, what do you think about that? You have a look. Hey, I don't. I I forced my way to L.A. <laughs> I could be living in Philadelphia, and given the That's option, true. I chose L.A. And look, he would make more money there. Like I don't blame him. And of of course, I mean it just makes sense. Like in a, in a league where you don't get to pick where you end up, but there are serious financial uh, consequences. Yes, I would try to do that. I mean, it makes so much sense. Like if there was two jobs, my job now, or if you know Google wanted to hire me and I thought I'd make a lot more money there, yeah, maybe I would say, hey, I'm not interviewing with you. Like I'm gonna go interview it there. So, but at the end of the day, there's really nothing he can do. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately for us, but unfortunately for him, and and I well, actually he think can, he 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 can not work out for you guys, and he can say I won't play for you guys. Well, he can not work out. They'll still pick him probably, uh, and he's not going to sit out because the money he'll lose, he'll lose more money doing that. And the the two things I have going for us, I think, is actually one. I think this is where the Colangelos come into play. 
And I mm-hmm. think by losing Hinky, it's an easy delineation of saying like, hey, I know why you didn't want to play for us, but we, we got the guys, you know. And I think, yeah. I think also, you know, the other thing, I know this is kind of weird. Uh, hear me out. It's a roundabout way. But LeBron at clutch loves Allen Iverson, right? That was his mm-hmm. idol growing up. And so I think there's at least Iverson is the representative of how big you can be if you play in Philly. You know, this isn't like a small town type thing. It's like it's been proven that if you're good and you're the man, you can be a worldwide phenom and loved everywhere. So I'm not too worried about that because, I mean, we're like the fourth largest city, you know, market or something. Like I think and especially nowadays, like if I was a smaller city, maybe. But I think I think at the end of the day, he'll just be like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make, what, $10 million from Adidas <laughs> you know what I mean? No, he's signing. Like, he's, signing, he's signing with Nike. There's no way. There's no way a clutch sports guy would ever sign with anybody but Nike. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I mean, come on. LeBron has a billion dollar contract. Well, apparently Nike, like, the the Adidas deal is ten million, and the Nike one's only seven. It does. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. LeBron is Nike. Nike is LeBron. Yeah. Like, so there's no way. That's what I mean. At the end of the day, I think LeBron would be like, yeah, go there. Uh, yeah, because just I, trying to get that Nike deal. Up yeah, to, and up hey, to what do, hey, do what you got to do, man. I mean, you look at someone like Chris Dunn. He's not going to work out for Boston or Phoenix because they already have guards there. Dude, and you know and that's smart. That's smart. I mean, he's going to lose money on one end, but he's going to get playing. T- like, hey, do what you got to do, man. The system sucks for college kids. Like, oh, no, yeah. no yeah, other yeah. job do you not get to pick. And it's so stupid. I mean, so I, stupid. I love the draft. I love the night of the draft. But yeah. I mean, if it was up to me, I'd abolish it completely and just let them sign with whoever they wanted to sign with. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that, but I agree. Uh, I agree. I see the. I see the. Uh, the economics of it. The. You know what? But like, it's like say what you will about Rich Paul, but man, he gets his guys paid. Like, yeah. Like. He, Tristan Thompson, Eric Bledsoe are all getting paid way more than they're worth. Hey man, and I like all. All yeah. of this is just a play to get. A, a Nike to up their offer to the same as the Adidas. It's like, look, he gets and, his dudes paid. And like Kobe said, like, let's not blame the millionaire for the billionaire not giving him enough money. Like, yeah, like Nike has a ton of money that they make off the backs of poor people in poor countries. Like, if he wants to get more of that money, let him get more of that money. Like, yeah, there, yeah, I have no sympathy for Nike. I have no sympathy. Uh, for you know these teams who don't want to pay, get your money, guys. Get your money. Yeah. That's what we do. Right. We, we we our sponsorships are huge. I yeah. mean, we're oh, yeah, just definitely. we're raking Nike. in the money. I mean, Look, we just if, actually uh, you know what? I'm not a Nike guy, John. I'm an Adidas guy. I'll, are you? I'll really? let you know. You want to know a fun? I have f- no, I've never never owned a pair of Nikes. I have not worn a piece of Nike since I was maybe ten years old. I've been on a personal Nike band for the last twenty one years now. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Our, I'm sure our listeners care uh, what, what we're wearing. Uh, yeah. So, so we should, should we get to uh, get at me, Doug? Should we get to get at me, Doug? Oh yeah, let's, let's get to it. get at me. That's another. Oh it. man, Let, get at me, Doug. Let's do All it. Right. So this week, this is this is another reason I'm so happy. So yeah, get at oh. me, Doug. The way this works, John and I tweet at NBA players, and if the NBA player responds, uh, we give ourselves points. Okay. Uh, this is a game that we've been playing since episode four or five. Who knows? Uh, 15 the score weeks. is 
The score is zero zero. John zero, and I have yet to zero. yet to elicit a reaction from any NBA player. Uh, this or, week was Baron or anyone, Davis or anyone. Or no, we've gotten some other interactions from various people, but no, not the actual player we were tweeting. Not yet. the actual player. Shout out um, Ian Smith though. He, he's yeah, always so, good for helping us out. Yeah. So okay. Oh yeah. No, he has. He one of our listeners has actually got. got yeah, he got one. He got one. Yeah. Yeah. So we're not. So Ian. Uh, yeah, Ian Smith is is doing better than we yeah, are. He's, yeah. Okay. So this week was Baron Davis. Here was my tweet at Baron Davis. What's your tweet? Yo, boom dizzle. In your pick, you have no beard, but your profile says you have a big beard. What is the true status of your beard? Hashtag important. <laughs> Wow! Wow! How did John do, John? It was a mystery because he, it, like his 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 profile bag brags about having a beard, but in his pick he is he's clean shaven. So yeah, hey, big mystery. You know, this is hashtag important. Once again, going with the, uh, the creep, weird creep, creepy, <laughs> creepy 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 uh, attempt creeping on them. <laughs> just, just hey, what's up with your what's up with your appearance? I'm a weird white guy on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just, tweet just at me. My name's, my name's Tweet at Matt Hill. <laughs> just want to know about your grooming habits. That's me. <laughs> we're we're all the almonds. Right now. <laughs> we're, we're all the almonds, Almondson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked about, yeah, Almondson's last name. Oh, Whatever. my God. You know. Oh, okay. No, well, they're never going to respond, John. You might as well just say what you want to say. All right. Well, how, and how did, how did that work out? Duh, no response yet. Ah, oh. uh, as of yet. Ah, oh, okay. You never know. You never, never know. know. You never, never know. know. Uh, what'd you do? Well, I so Baron Davis. If you guys don't know, uh, just did a Drew League doc. Baron Davis has been doing uh, film work. He he directed this doc, and I noticed that he's been retweeting a lot about his documentary. So if you just like send him like, hey man, great doc, he usually retweets it. So I went that angle. I said, I told y'all at Baron Davis was not only my favorite player from Cali, but also the most talented. Hashtag the Drew Doc is a basketball fan's dream. And then I hit him with three 100 emojis. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, and what happened? Matt, I am pleased <laughs> to announce to the entire <laughs> world and all the listeners around the uh, world, not only did Baron Davis respond, uh-huh. not only did Baron Davis retweet my tweet. Oh, sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. Burr, 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 burr. Just put it in and post. Put it in and post. But Baron Davis on May 15th wrote, oh, the day. retweeted, the day. and commented, thank you, hashtag humbled. That's right, folks. Okay. I, with my get at me dog tweet, humbled Baron Davis. Okay. All right. You're welcome. Let's... You're welcome. All right. Well, first of all, yeah. First of all, first of all, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Well played. The fix was in. Uh, you, the, you researched Baron Davis and you, you know, picked him because you knew you could do this. Uh, but that, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Nope. Um, you don't, your voice doesn't sound bitter at all. <laughs> uh, 
but I want to analyze this. First of all, you sh- you should be disqualified. What? Uh, for for using the the phrase Cali. <laughs> or the word Cali. <laughs> Calling California Cali. Oh, so perfect. Baron, so perfect. Ba- ba- Baron Davis should have just like not engaged based on that. Nope, I uh, knew it. I knew that. I knew he would respond to that. Secondly, he loves California. I hate it when people. I hate it when people use say humbled when they mean the exact opposite. Yes. He's his yes. ego is now big cuz cuz you you told him he was great. That's not that's not you're not humbled. You're the no. opposite of humbled. You're the opposite. Yeah. You are bragging. You retweeted it to let the world yeah. know that someone you likes you, that someone thinks you're his favorite player from California and that his his hashtag #drewdoc is a basketball fan's dream. Okay. And uh it's it's third, beautiful. Third, I'm staring at. I've been staring at this tweet the whole time. Yeah, this is so beautiful. Third, third, third someone thing. else re, someone else retweeted it and got 24 likes. By the way, so go ahead. Did Sorry. you uh, did you uh, did you watch the Drew documentary, John? Did not watch the Drew documentary. I do not have showtime. That's my real voice. Is 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 Baron Davis your favorite player from Cali? Uh, you know what? Actually, I'll, I'll say this. Probably. Uh, I would have probably. to. There's okay. probably some people I'm forgetting. Um, but look, Paul I. Paul George. I, Paul George. Uh, you know, Paul Pierce. Uh, oh, no, well, he's definitely, I definitely like him more than those two. Yeah. I'll say this about Baron Davis. Um, I've he's listened probably to, my favorite player. He might. From, yeah. From yeah. I would, I'd probably say so. I mean, I didn't really watch him when he played too much just because uh-huh. he was on the Clippers and I wasn't in LA then. Uh, but. He's he's probably one of the most interesting personalities by far of all the NBA players. There's been Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've listened to some podcasts with him. Just the way he speaks, he's like really good friends with Kate Hudson. They went to high school together. Yeah, they went to high school. They went to uh Winward School or something. It's yeah, like a it's hippie a, dippy school in it's LA. It's a hippie dippy school and he used to get bussed in yeah. and he talked and he, there's a story where he said to Kate, he's like, "Kate, you and me are just different." Like People don't get us, but don't worry. Like, we'll be fine, and you'll be at my first NBA game. And sure enough, she was at his first NBA game. And nice. also, um, nice. there, there was a great uh, – he did a little web series with a friend of the podcast, uh, Mike Carnell. Mike Carnell shot it where he was making oh, his was comeback. It was like him, oh, co- uh, him coming back, and he interviewed yeah, – yeah, yeah, yeah. and he no, was with I had, Steve I Nash. Meet, I, had a, I had a meeting with the guys who produced that series. Oh, okay, yeah, Mike Carnell shot that. Shout out to yeah, Mike okay, Carnell, nice. and uh, that that was just great, and him getting back into shape, and he did an episode with Steve Nash that was hilarious, and then uh, Yao, and I think they shot it at the All-Star game. I think Mike went down there, if I remember correctly, but uh, All right, yeah. well, look, whatever. You Once, like him. Yeah, someone uh, someone hit me up with their Showtime password, and uh, I'll watch this Drew doc. And then, you watch the Drew. And I'll watch just the Drew. Just it, dude. Why you just, why, have you looked for it on... Nah, I mean, um, I could I could find it, but, you know, uh, whatever. What well, I mean, say? I'll just probably just, like, you know, next time I run into Baron, I'll just be like, hey, man, remember hey, when I humbled hey, you? Hey, B. Dizzle. Yeah, you got to. My friend wants to know about your beard. Yeah, what's yeah. going on with what's your beard? Up, what's, what's, what's up with your beard? 100, three times. Uh, so um, how, how many points did I score? Uh, two points, I guess. Maybe no, three points. No. Two, two points. We'll have to go back. Two, two points for the interaction, one point for the retweet. No, no. No, it was like maybe, five. Maybe I think it was, was like points. ten or twenty thousand. I think I forgot. Okay, whatever. We'll figure it out. Thank you. I Humble. don't think it's. I don't think. I don't think it's going to be an issue because I don't think any. We're going to get any more interactions for that. I don't know. I'm on game. a roll, man. Uh, I'm feeling good. All right. So this I got great. some good recommendations from a listener. 
You got a good uh, recommendation. Okay. For guys that like tweet and do their own social media okay, and like, check great. stuff. Great. So next next week he said we should do Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore, the Bazemore. Ooh, guy. He, okay, that's great. He, he does stuff. All right. He so does. next week Kent Bazemore. I'm All right. Gonna, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. Uh, you know, I'm inspired. I'm inspired, You're inspired by you. I'm motivated. I'm the opposite of Ben Simmons. Wow. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get this. I might actually pull an Ingram and get this tattooed on my arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get yeah. Ingram. <laughs> Ingr- Ingram it up. I'm gonna Ingram uh, it up and get this tattooed on my arm. Yeah. Sounds great. Uh, shout outs. Beefs. Should we do some shout outs and beefs? Yeah, man. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, shout out. Shout out to the Sixers. Yes. Shout out to the Sixers, man. Get that. Get that number one. Shout out to the Sixers fans. Yes. Right to Ricky Sanchez, that yes. lottery party. Look it up on the internet. There's many articles about it. The lottery party where they, you know, they had like thousands of Sixers fans there just loving it. Up to 2,000. That's, that's the thing about these other cities, man. It's just the, just the vibe is so cool. Like they, those Toronto fans who you derided as being 311 <laughs> types, uh, they're out there. They're out there. No, they're out there. They're great fans. The game, they're great man. fans. Love Toronto yeah, fans. This, yeah. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Shout out to them. Fantastic. Shout out to Mike and Spike and and everyone at Liberty Ballers and Lee Pavorsky and everyone who, and Xfinity Live and everyone who did their job. That was. I wish I could have made it. Uh, no, I would. No, 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 no. Shout out to Lee Pavorsky. That it's. We're talking about the rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast. It's a Sixers podcast. Like a good ten minutes of that podcast is the uh, Lee Pavorsky Jewelers advertisement. That's great. It's That's way smart. too long. They it's talk great. About I love it. it. They, good. It's the longest advertisement in podcast. Hey, history. hey, hey! Lee tried to hook me up with an engagement ring. All right, he was very nice to me, and he and he helped me, uh, you know, get some stuff sorted out. So, all right, hey, all shout right. out to Lee, right. and I know his son. Um, okay. okay. So also, uh, yeah, shout out to all of them. Great job. Also. What, what you're saying about fans, and this was funny because I was at work and someone was telling me he went off on, on Hinky and how, you know, fans hate him and all this stuff. Like, hey, look, there's a lot you can knock, but, like, 2,000 people show up for a draft. Like, we're excited. You know, it's great. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, so shout out to all those guys. Uh, I got a shout uh, out. Go hit it up. I got uh, the, let's shout out the uh, the Cream Team podcast, uh, new basketball oh, podcast. Nice. Uh, shout out to Griffin and uh, his other boy uh, 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 Hunter. Uh, they got a new podcast. They wrote a very nice letter to us, and I uh, just want to give them a shout out and best of luck on your new basketball podcast. Make sure you guys check them out. Nice, nice. Uh, shout out to a Reddit user who created um, what the ads on jerseys are gonna look like. Ooh. Uh, he like did he went he did so just I guess Google just ads on jersey Reddit uh, I don't know mock up or something like that or just okay. look at the most popular Reddit the NBA subreddit. Um, but he went through each team and like found uh, appropriate sponsor and like you know made the jersey with with that sponsor you know on it. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, I'm kind of anti the add-on jerseys thing. Yeah, uh, but they didn't, but your team, your team is is the first team to do it. First Stub team, up. yeah, got to get them tickets. Got to get them That's, tickets. That was that was part of the uh, that was part of the uh, first pick. Uh, first pick deal. they gave us. They gave that us the first Scott the, O'Neill. That was part of the conspiracy. Yeah, that's they had it. to be the first team. That was, they had to be the first team to volunteer for the yeah. ads on the jerseys. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they had to take two Colangelos off, off Silver Sands. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Matumbo for throwing that wrench in and <laughs> just making that draft day so much fun. 
I mean, I it was you know what? Honestly, like, it was honestly, the best. You you poo you poo poo my conspiracy theory, but as soon as I saw that Matumbo tweet, I was like, it's done. It's you know what though? Deal. You like, know what's funny though? Because once that came out, and the thing was, you know, they didn't pull the balls at two o'clock, so there's no way he had known. But the best part of it, or the worst part, was once this happened, every Sixers fan, or at least I thought, felt like, well, we're definitely not getting it now. Because <laughs> there's like, how else could you kick us while we're down than having a, a tweet come out saying we got the first pick when it doesn't? Uh, right. So shout out to Matumbo. Good job. Uh, shout out to Emb- Would you- uh, Embiid for his hilarious tweets. He's back. Oh, yeah. That's great. Embiid, 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 Embiid kills it. Embiid would back. You rather, would you rather have the first pick or the second pick, John? Oh, the first pick. All right. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And shout out to Kyle Newback for writing an article about this. Why would you want the second pick? Makes no sense so, whatsoever. Just so you don't have to like think about what if. You know, you just sort of took the other guy, and you don't have to think about like, oh, you know, what if we made the wrong choice? That sort of thing. If we're just if we're gonna rail on Simmons for not being aggressive enough and not wanting it. I'm going to rail against any GM who doesn't want it enough. You need to interview both people. You need to choose who you want. You could always trade back one spot to two and do the same thing and pick you know up what? a second round pick or something like that. No, I, I, he, I, look, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I 100% agree. And I think I should be in those interviews. I need to ask Ingram about the tattoos. Got to ask Ingram I about the tattoos. Ask Simmons. Just drink a beer about with his Simmons. Godfather. Yeah. What's that? Just drink a beer with Simmons. Drink a drink a Foster's. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, Australians. They're so well, fun. You know they don't drink Foster's, John. You yeah. obviously don't know Australia that well if you if you think they drink Foster's. Come on now. No, no. But offer uh, him one as a test. And then oh, that's that's good. That's, that's good. a good that's one. A good idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna shout out. Uh, <laughs> let's do a shout out to Buddy Heald, uh, who, who's a college player. Um, I'm a big fan of Buddy Heald. I know a lot of people aren't. That's fine. Uh, I've kind of started a... Uh, I like to uh, sometimes poke Sixers fans saying that we're going to get Buddy Heald because no one wants him. Uh, so I, I went and tweeted out, uh, when no one thinks your opinions on Buddy Heald are good, and it's a picture of Eminem <laughs> walking down the road, and it says, standing alone doesn't mean I am alone. It means I'm strong enough to handle things all by myself. <laughs> and nice then shot. Buddy so Heald... Really, you're really shouting out yourself. You're shouting well, out... No, 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 no. Because then Buddy Heald, who must apparently search his name on Twitter... <laughs> no way. <laughs> retweeted it because... <laughs> Hey, why not? Uh, wait, wait, wait. So are you telling... You buried the lead. So you are you... Buddy Heald retweeted you? Buddy Heald retweeted my joke tweet about an Eminem quote, standing alone doesn't mean I am alone. Wait, sh- wait, wait. I mean, shouldn't you get extra points for this? And, and uh, A future NBA player did just retweet something. You, you well, talked you about know, him. I yeah, mean, well, you know, it's not a get at me, dog. I'm not going to get... Look, I mean, damn, I mean, damn, look, man, week. I have strong, week strong week. John. Hey, this thing was the best tweet I've ever had in my life. Hey, right? How serious, sad is that? Serious question. 40, uh, 45 serious retweets, 99 likes. Killed it. Thank you, buddy. He'll shout out, buddy. He'll go ahead. Serious question. Was last week the best week of your life? Like the Sixers got the number one Pete, uh, pick. Uh, Baron Davis responded to you and, and buddy. He'll retweeted you. I mean, come on. You know, uh, the answer is, is a no. Uh, 
Uh, I mean, it was my, my best Twitter day of my life, but like, you know, like a couple months ago, I got engaged to the woman of my dreams. You know, I've had other career successes. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I've, I, I've, I, I, I've done I, very, I, I've done some pretty cool things in my life. Okay, I can see she's in the room with you, so I understand that maybe you can't speak freely. So just just blink twice if, uh, <laughs> if it was the best week of your life, John, okay? Uh, you know, I also gra- I was the first kid to graduate college out of my family. You know, there's I've had some milestones in my life, uh, more so than uh, Baron Davis retweet and Buddy Heald retweet. But All on right. Twitter, you... I would say on Twitter it's probably my best. It's been my oh, best nice, Twitter nice, week. Nice, so yes, nice, yes. Nice. Yes. You're moving up in the world. Moving I am up moving up in the world. Yep. All right. You got anything else? Not really, man. Not. I don't think so. Uh, I've got, I got no beefs this week. I, I had real beefs. I, I washed my hands with all the beefs. Did you just beef? You just beef with a coworker, didn't you? Just what, wasn't one of your shoutouts a, a beef to your coworker for for capping on Sam Hinkie? Eh, we get. We'll edit that part out. We'll edit that. Part. It was. We'll, it was. We'll a, it part? was all a loose beef. It was a. Lo- it wasn't even a beef. Co-op? It was just. It was just whatever. Whatever. Okay. All right. Yeah, all right. You know. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, until next week, keep hooping. Keep hooping. Have you ever been to a volcano when it was erupting? You're now listening to Super Hooper. Hey, a bunch of guys who ain't never played the game. Super Hooper. Super Hooper. That's what you say, bro. We just form a fucking wall. Super I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Super That's terrible.